I love Thanksgiving. Wait, that's not it. I love Teoscar Hernandez. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, folks? It is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. This is Tiny Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for a very special episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. Colby... We did it. We finally got one right. Teoscar Hernandez is a Seattle Mariner. We've been talking about him for the last, I don't know, three weeks or so. And we're going to talk about this deal, how we feel about the return, what Teoscar brings to the table, what this means going forward, all of that. But real quick, hopefully we have quite a few new listeners showing up. So if you are new, first of all, welcome. Hello. Second of all, we are running a giveaway right now a multi-tiered giveaway until the end of the winter meetings colby remind the folks what they could win yeah if you guys like autographed baseball cards of mariners uh well kind of a mix of mariner prospects current mariner players and mariner legends uh then uh, this is a pretty good giveaway for you uh the giveaways end december 8th uh for most of them all you have to do is subscribe to the youtube channel uh, we have already surpassed our first uh, tier, which means somebody's going to walk away with this autographed Taylor Dollar card, uh, pitcher of the year uh, in the Texas League. Um, <clears throat> and we are very quickly closing in on the 4,500 mark. I suspect we'll be there by the end of the day. Uh, at that point, we will give away a, an autographed Taylor Trammell uh, card. Uh, when we get to 4,500 YouTube subs and 3,000 on Twitter, we still have some work to do on Twitter. We're about 500 short there. Uh, we're going to give away an awesome autographed numbered Jared Kelnick card. It's a really beautiful card. It's probably my favorite card uh, that we're giving away. Um, at 5000 though, um, we're going to give away a Cal Raleigh autographed card, which, you know, Big Dumper. Are you guys fans of, of the Big Dumper, the guy who ended the playoff drought? I mean, I would be, but you know, maybe you don't want the card. If you don't, I'll keep it. That's fine. Um, and, you know, and then we have a couple... Uh, bigger goals and we if we beat you know we we overtake locked on astros and we're about a thousand behind so that's going to be tough but um if we do do that we're, we're almost two thousand behind now by the way that, yeah. that graphic is the really outdated yeah winning okay, a world so. series will will do wonders for your right. subscriber count so yeah i think they're yeah. at 6.1k now so. <laughs> okay so <laughs> we're probably not going to get there but if you guys get us there i will happily give away this mike cameron autograph card um it's a really cool card uh and uh, if we get to 10,000, which we don't expect to, uh, which is why I was very willing to put up my autographed graded Logan Gilbert uh, rookie draft card. Uh, it is 9.5 Beckett graded. The autograph is a perfect 10. So, uh, yeah, if you guys want to go crazy and force me to give away that card, I'll be sad, but also happy. So go for it. But that's what we're doing. All right. So I think realistically, we can at least get to the 5K mark, give away that big dumper card. And yep. if you want us to give away that Jared Kelnick card, got to get us to the 4,500 subscriber mark on YouTube and 3,000 followers on Twitter. And we're working our way up a little bit slowly, but surely over on Twitter. I think we're around 2,500 now. I think we eclipsed 2,500 a little while ago. So yep. we're under 500 to go there. Uh, so if you have a Twitter account, 
come on over at LO underscore Mariners. Give us a follow and uh, you'll uh, help us get closer to that mark so we can give away that Kelnick card by the end of the winter meetings. And we'll be picking all the winners after the winter meetings are officially wrapped up. So we uh, we woke up this morning to a trade from the Seattle Mariners. Justin Hollander, of course, on 710 Seattle Sports the other day said, you know, I missed the Julio Rodriguez Rookie of the Year announcement because I'm <laughs> I was working on a trade. Well, as it so turns out, this was the trade that he was working on. He confirmed today on 710 Seattle Sports. Uh, he uh, talked a little bit more about this deal, and we'll get into some of his comments as well a little later on. But uh, let's just talk about the player that the Mariners are getting here in Teoscar Hernandez, uh, who's primarily been a right fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays since uh, being traded from the Houston Astros a few years ago. He uh, is a two-time Silver Slugger Award winner, a one-time All-Star. He absolutely crushes baseballs. That's just what he does. He's uh, This year he was uh, 96th percentile on average exit velocity, 94th percentile on max exit velocity, 98th percentile on hard hit rate, for uh, reference, by the way, I believe Julio was 93rd percentile in hard hit rate. We know how much Julio just absolutely destroys baseballs. This guy was better. Uh, he was 86th percentile in ex-WOBA, 78th percentile in ex-batting average, 95th percentile in ex-slugging, 94th percentile in barrel percentage. And then you get into the actual numbers. He slashed 267, 316, 491 this season with a 129 WRC+. Plus. He, was wo- he was worth 2.4 F4, 25 home runs, 77 RBI, even stole six bags, struck out a lot. 28.4% of the time uh, and walked 6.4% of the time. But Colby, even with those bad strikeout numbers, when you crush the ball that he when the way that he does and when you're able to do damage consistently when you're able to make contact, that really doesn't matter, right? No. <clears throat> uh, not not so much. It's, it's definitely easier to uh, overlook those things. Um, yeah, very few people hit the ball as hard as Teoscar Hernandez. Um, also pretty interesting about Teoscar. He's a pretty good athlete, really strong arm. Uh, he is an upgrade over Mitch Hanniger defensively. Um, not It's it's not significant. Teoscar's not a gold glover or anything like that. Um, but he is a better athlete. He moves around better. He's got just as strong, if not a stronger arm, uh, than Mitch Hanniger. So, uh, yeah, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, Tay Oscar, the thing that really jumps out is is the exit velocity and the hard hit rate. Um, he's got just you know insane pull power, um, and yeah, Tay Oscar is essentially Mitch Haniger, twenty twenty one. He's just a safer bet to play <laughs> every day and and mm-hmm. give you twenty twenty one Mitch Haniger number. So that's really what it is. It's it's. You know, think about how good the Mariners might be, might have been last year if they got a repeat of the 2021 Mitch Haniger. That's basically what they just added here, uh, with the you know added bonus of of not being worried about the guy missing 70 games at any moment. So yeah, it, it's the the strikeout numbers are a little concerning. Um, doesn't walk a ton. He's not a super CTZ guy. His numbers against right-handed uh, pitching are uh, solid, but not spectacular. But he crushes lefties. He hits the ball extremely hard. Um, you know, he's a believe it or not a defensive upgrade 
over Mitch Haniger and Jesse Winker. Uh, and by all accounts, he's going to be a great clubhouse guy. Uh, teammates seem to love him in Toronto. Uh, I, I think he's just a really solid fit uh, for what the Mariners are trying to do. Yeah, I talked about this a few weeks ago when I first brought up Teoscar that, you know, the fans love him. His his teammates absolutely adore him. Uh, he was part of the heart and soul of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays over the last few years. Um, and this is basically, you know, from a pure vibes perspective, this is a the equivalent of the Gino Suarez trade last year in terms of the, the kind of character that you're bringing into the clubhouse. This is going to make an already amazingly fun clubhouse infinitely more fun like <laughs> that's just the the kind of guy that Teoscar Hernandez is he's an incredibly fun ball player and uh, he's going to bring a lot of that uh, energy to uh, to Seattle and uh, he's quickly going to become a uh, fan favorite with uh, and also you know Mariners fans if you are attending games uh, in Seattle get ready to say Teo because that's all they do here in Toronto and now that's going to be a Seattle thing and it's going to be a lot of fun to hear that in that ballpark and hear that finally on our side that's gonna be uh pretty cool uh so additionally dude crushes left-handed pitching like absolutely mashes left-handed pitching he is second in ops against left-handed pitchers amongst qualified hitters uh since 2020 he's been better than guys like trey turner (laughs) like dude just destroys left-handed pitching also uh, I need to bring this up here from uh, from Zach Left on uh, on Twitter, but he uh, he posted some of uh, Teoscar's numbers against uh, AL West teams, and I think you guys will particularly like what he's done against the Houston Astros. Uh, this comes from at uh, Zach Left on Twitter uh, against the Angels in 37 plate appearances, 353, 405, 441 slash line against the Mariners, 308, 345, 519 slash line against the Rangers, 258, 395, 516 slash line against the A's, 250, 372, 500 slash line. And then against the Astros, his former team, 318, 375, 500. Colby, this is the type of move that you make if you're actually trying to be serious about contending with the defending World Series champion and the Astros. You have to add this kind of firepower. And this, you know, we're going to talk about what this means for the rest of the offseason, but, you know, this isn't uh, the, you know, the heavy lifting isn't done with this move. It's far from done, but this is a great first move this is a great Mm -hmm. statement to make and Teoster gives you someone that you can put in the top three or four of your lineup he pushes guys like Gino Suarez down potentially tie France down uh, and that's a good thing because that lengthens your lineup that makes you a lot deeper and it gives more firepower and more legitimate threats to go yard to get extra base hits all that stuff behind Julio, because what was the biggest issue that we talked about heading into the postseason? Who was going to be the other guy besides Julio who was going to step up? We got a little bit from Cal Raleigh. We got a little bit from Gino Suarez. But imagine if you had someone like Teoscar Hernandez in there as well. Now you have that. And that just makes you all the more dangerous. And, you know, if you pair him with someone like Xander Bogarts, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, um, even, you know, Brandon Nemo. Andrew Benatendi, whoever they end up and go out and get from this point forward, this lineup is going to be really, really dangerous and a lot better suited 
to compete with a pitching staff like the Astros uh, in a you know three uh, or in a five game seven game series. So mm-hmm. this is really exciting. This is a, this is really exciting stuff. This is a great first move by the Mariners. Uh, we're going to be talking about the rest of the deal, how we feel about it in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked On Mariners listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for fifty percent off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it: in an emergency, twenty four seven professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response simply safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room window and door hd security cameras for inside and out smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires floods and other threats to your home 24 7 professional monitoring service costs less than one dollar per day that's less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system with the top rated simply safe app stay in complete control of your system anytime anywhere arm or disarm unlock for a guest access your cameras or adjust system settings don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system i recommend get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Teoscar Hernandez trade. So, going to the Blue Jays in return for Teoscar Hernandez, who is only under club control for the next year. He is a free agent at the end of this upcoming season. The Mariners give up right-handed reliever Eric Swanson, who was arguably one of the best relievers in all of baseball this past season, and left-handed pitching prospect Adam Mako. So, what's your reaction to the return? Um, my reaction is the Mariners did... They did well. They didn't. They didn't fleece uh, the Blue Jays because again, Teoscar's a one-year rental guy. Um, Swanson, you know, we talked about how great he was. Uh, I still think that if they go to Swanson instead of Robbie Ray, we're probably at least going to a game five. But whatever. What do I know? Um, I don't need to rehash that again. Um, so yeah, it, Swanson is a you know a, a good, really, very good reliever. Um, I would say he falls short of being like an elite type. Uh, I think there's a very good chance. We just saw his best season. Um, the Mariners easily could have sold high, but I still think Eric Swanson is going to be a good reliever an above average reliever. Uh, somebody you would trust in, in, you know, some high leverage situations, depending on matchups. Um, so yeah, they, they had to dip into their major league, uh, their major league roster. They traded from a strength to, to try and fill a hole. Um, you know, it would have been amazing if they could have gotten it for the the Chris Flexen uh, trade package, but that just wasn't going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, I see a lot of people, you know, excited that they didn't give up Flexen to get Teoscar. I I don't know why. I you'd much rather have Eric Swanson on this team than than Chris Flexen, but you know, you have to give something to get something. Um, and you know, giving up a three years of of a reliever for. Uh, one year of an everyday above average, you know, like all-star quality hitter uh, isn't too bad. You know, Mako's a guy that we like as well, but he's a little undersized. Uh, he 
had a lot of injury issues this last year. The command and control really haven't taken steps forward. Uh, the breaking balls, both of them are took a step back in 2022. Uh, he's still a good prospect, but he's not somebody that the Mariners are going to desperately miss. Uh, we'll miss him because we like Adam Mako, but uh, he's a guy that the Mariners seem to basically draft every year. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it, this is part of, you know, when you're good at drafting and developing, particularly pitchers, you're okay giving them up uh, to get, you know, major league impact because you know that you can replace that guy. And Mako was probably going to slide outside the top 15 to 20 in my prospect mm-hmm. ranks anyways, just because he didn't have a very good year. So the Mariners give up something, you know, I think the Blue Jays did okay uh, for a mm-hmm. one year rental. Um, and I think the Mariners, I think this is a trade that, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say that it's like, you love it. it it's not going to be like the, the Thai France trade, right? It's not going to be one of those, uh, you know, fleecings, so to speak, but the Mariners did very well here. And I think the Blue Jays did as well. I think this is just a good solid trade where both teams address their biggest need by trading from something of a surplus. So, yeah. uh, we'll see how it works, but, uh, yeah, the Mariners didn't get Teoscar for free. Uh, but they also didn't. They also didn't give up so much that it's the only move that they could make, uh, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, and I'm still, you know, relatively surprised that that's all it took to get Teoscar Hernandez, given what he means to that clubhouse, that fan base, the fact that you know Ross Atkins is going to have to spin this to that fan base, which is not taking it very well right now. Um, and you know, but the thing that you know I talked about when I first brought up Teoscar is like. The Blue Jays have all of this pitching, or they have all this pitching. They have all of this offense, right? They've had a dominant offense for the last few years, particularly the last couple of years, but it hasn't gotten them anywhere. They missed the playoffs in 2021. They make the playoffs this year and get absolutely embarrassed with one of the greatest comebacks of all time in, uh, in, in the wild card series against the Mariners. They... You know, and the the pitching market this year is is not great. I mean, you're seeing how expensive it is to land relievers like Eric Swanson on the market right now, mm-hmm. and um, you know the starting pitching market isn't great either. So I felt that you know it was possible the Blue Jays could trade Teoscar or someone like that from their offense, subtract from their offense to get better pitching wise. Because look, the reason why they blew that lead in the wild card series is because of their bullpen. Bullpen was not their bullpen is not good, and Eric Swanson helps them at least a little bit with that. Now relievers are ultimately volatile, and that's why I don't have any issue with the Mariners trading Eric Swanson. He had a great year this year. Don't get me wrong, but also he was like the third, fourth, sometimes even the fifth guy to come out of the bullpen for the Mariners this year, and he was almost non-existent in the playoffs because they didn't use him. Like, and whether that's you know just a dumb decision by Scott service or he just flat out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Or he just didn't trust him either way. Like it was clear that he wasn't as valuable to the Mariners as maybe he would be to the blue Jays. And I think this is a good trade overall because it helps the blue Jays in a position of need and it helps the Mariners in a position of need. And this is what ultimately trades are about, right? Both teams are Mm -hmm. supposed to benefit. One team isn't supposed to, rob the other blind that's how most trades end up going in the end but or or you know they or no one gets it doesn't really work for anybody yeah yeah usually one of those two yeah but this is ultimately like on paper this is how trades are supposed to work and so 
you know, and also the Blue Jays, they they wanted to add a more of a you know a left-handed uh, element to their lineup, mm-hmm. as as Jerry Depoto would say, right? Left-handed element, yeah. not just a left-handed sure. hitter, right? A left-handed element, uh, and uh, particularly in the outfield, and there are options there. There's reports that they're interested in Brandon Nemo, just like the Mariners are. Uh, they mm-hmm. obviously had some interest in trading for Andrew Benatendi uh, at the deadline uh, this past summer. Yeah. So you know, I, I I think at the end of the day. For Blue Jays fans who may be over here watching the show, I think you guys are going to have uh, a plan in place or that you guys have a plan in place that Ross Atkins has a plan in place now to kind of address the the hole that was left open by Hernandez. And at the end of it, you get three years of a guy who was one of the best relievers in baseball. I don't know if he's going to repeat that necessarily this year, but you also look at the baseball savant numbers. I mean, he was ridiculous mm-hmm. this year. 98th percentile on average exit velocity, 96th percentile on hard hit rate, 97th percentile on XERA slash XWOBA, 88th percentile on X batting average. The list goes on and on and on. The whole, his whole baseball savant page is red, and that's really mm-hmm. good for those that are unfamiliar. So, yeah, right. uh, and, and Mako, you know, he's interesting. Like you said, yeah. you know, he had a down year and all that. Uh, but we like Adam Mako. Uh, we know that his his dad uh, is a uh, viewer of the show, so you know appreciate him, and yeah. uh, you know good luck to to you guys in in Toronto. Um, it, uh, it it's worth noting too. You know Adam Mako played his high school ball in Canada, and we know how much Toronto the Blue Jays love love to acquire. Well, uh, Justin Canadians. Hollander said as much today on Seven Ten yeah. that that when they drafted Mako, one of their AGMs reached out to him via text and said, you know, you, you we were going to draft him the next round or, or whatever, whenever next yeah. pick comes up. And he was like, I don't know if that was just lip service or whatever, but they continually asked about him for the last yeah. few years. Hollander said, and so that that mm-hmm. added some legitimacy to it. And finally, they get the steal done because they they just they love that he's a Canadian kid, right? So yeah. it makes sense and. It, but at the end of the day, nobody fleeced anybody. Um, no, no. You know, the only like maybe maybe it turns out Swanson's really bad and and Mako's a fringe big leaguer, or maybe Teoscar just doesn't really perform and he leaves in free agency. Maybe one side ends up winning the trade, quote unquote. But as we sit here now, in reality, it's just it's a good solid baseball trade. Uh, both teams, I think, get a little bit better. They get closer to where they want to be. Um, and, that, and that's how it's supposed to work. And, and, you know, for the Mariners, this trade doesn't take them out of anything that else they want to do. There's nothing here monetarily. There's nothing here in trade costs that they can't uh, continue to do more. Um, and for the Blue Jays, they weren't going to sign Teoscar any, anyways uh, in free agency. They're going to have to start playing Vat, Vlad. They're going to have to, you know, play uh, pay, uh, pay Bichette pretty soon. Manoa is going to start uh, going to start needing uh, attention as well. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you have uh, you Kirk too. Like they have a lot of young talent that they're going to have to start paying. Alec and, Manoa, right? Which I already said. Oh, you um, did. And they, oh, okay, I yes. totally missed that. <laughs> and okay. they also have, you know, obviously they're paying Gossman and Barrios and Ryu and Springer, and so they're already paying a lot of guys. And they want to add more. They want to add like Brandon Nimmo. That's another twenty million dollars. They weren't going to sign Tay Oscar past this year. That's just a fact. Hmm. Um. So yeah, they, they trade a guy who's not in their long-term plans for somebody who might be, mm-hmm. but they also, you know, still get they still also improve their club in other areas. It's just a good solid trade for both sides. Yeah. Uh and also the Mariners spent quite a bit of money on this deal as well. Uh Teoscar is projected to make fourteen point three million dollars in uh, arbitration. Uh Eric Swanson is only projected to make one point six. 
So that's a you know 13-ish million dollar swing there for the for the Mariners. So uh, starting to add some payroll. You know, for those of you that that love the payroll stuff, <laughs> you know, so they're they're adding it's a little the bit. Only of thing you here. care about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, what does this mean for the future, Colby? And what does this mean for the rest of this off season? Uh, now that they've landed one of their impact bats, this isn't the only impact bat that they should add, in my opinion. I'm sure you agree with that as well. Uh, but this is a good step in the right direction. Uh, and John Morosi today tweeted that the Mariners are still looking at outfield options uh, to fill out either left field or right field. Because, you know, when we were talking about this on our Patreon show uh, earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, patreon.com forward slash control of the zone, by the way, uh, you and I you know, discovered that Teoscar has been um, a bit better in uh, left field uh, than, than right field. So maybe that's an option. Uh, but actually, before we get into all of that, got to remind you folks real quick that this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online is where the game starts so uh, as i was saying uh morosi has the uh, the mariners still looking at outfield uh at outfielders uh, either via the trade market or free agency brandon nemo is obviously a guy that we've heard that, a lot about uh for them uh, but, you know, we've talked about Andrew Benatendi. There's Max Kepler, who was arguably the best defensive uh, right fielder in all of baseball this past season that they could potentially trade for uh, from Minnesota. There's a lot of options out there for them to attack this. Uh, but now that they have Teoscar in place, how would you like to see them uh, go after uh, their their second outfield ad? And uh, what kind of player would you like to see them add there? Yeah, so this is pretty interesting because I, I think Teoscar, if he is the second best bat you add uh, this year, then it's it's a it's a good offseason. So I think you need to add somebody better than Teoscar. And, and in free agency, those are very limited options. It's basically, you know, the three shortstops, not not Dansby um, and and Nimmo really are your only options. So uh, <clears throat> I, I don't think that in necessarily in free agency, those are your only options. Uh, so I, I think, you know, ideally you, you would go out and you would get like Xander Bogarts and, and you put Teoscar and, and that would be, and then you would add kind of like an average league average bat. And I think you would call that good. But, uh, again, the shortstop market, it's going to be tough for the Mariners to crack. I, I think they're going to try. I think they are trying, but I don't think that they're going to, to wait around for that market to play out. And, and, you know, it appears they didn't wait around for the, the free agent outfielder market to, uh, to play to play out or that or they thought they had a really good beat on it and maybe they don't think they can afford brandon nemo maybe nemo's going to get six and 150 and the mariners are just out on that that's definitely a possibility so i think you know when you when you kind of look at like what's out there my my first preference would be that they just go get correa or, or bogarts um but you know failing that i think they need to get at least another teoscar hernandez level bat either at second base um or uh in the outfield and if it's if it's two Teoscar types, then the third bat you bring in, 
probably needs to be a, a 110-ish WRC plus guy as opposed to a like a 100 WRC plus guy. So they still need to add mm-hmm. two rather significant rather significant bats. Uh, but hey, you know what? Needing to add two really good bats is a lot better than needing to add three, and that's what the Teoscar trade does. It, it, it crosses a huge, um, you know, a huge need off of your your wish list. So uh, for me, I'm still shopping top of the market. I'm still checking in on Nemo. I'm still checking in on Bogarts and Correa, and I guess Turner. Um, even though hmm, it seems like a pipe dream. Uh, but I'm still I'm still at the top of the market here, and then I I think you know I, I want that top of the market bat to be my my big prize, uh, and then at, if I get one of those guys, then I'm perfectly comfortable rolling with like a Trey Mancini, Will Myers, uh, Max Kepler, like just kind of a, a league average bat. So I, I'm still looking for I, I want to make Teoscar the second best hitter that I add this winter. That that would be my goal. Mm-hmm. By the way, Justin Hollander today is saying that the Mariners were actually pretty close to acquiring Teoscar last spring training. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I, I would assume before they ended up landing Winker yeah. and uh, Suarez. So that's pretty interesting that they've been in on Teoscar for a while mm-hmm. for a while here. You know, and also Scott Service uh, after the um, you know game two of the Wild Card series, he was like the one guy I was worried about in that lineup was Teoscar Hernandez. And sure enough, he got us. You know, he got he got them yeah. for two home runs in that game, and uh, now they don't have to worry about him <laughs> when they play the Blue Jays. So that's uh, that's going to be really cool to have Tay Oscar on the uh, on their side. Uh, so the uh, the other part of this for what the the Mariners do fr- from here now or where they go from here, uh, how do they address the bullpen? How do they address the loss of Eric Swanson? Is it just from within? We talked. We've talked at length about how you know good Jerry Depoto and company are at identifying relievers and building bullpens and all this. So is it just from within, or do you foresee them going outside of the organization to uh, to add a reliever uh, with some substance here? I think it's it's a little bit of both. I I do wonder if maybe the Mariners think that uh, Matt Festa can be kind of the, the guy from within. Um, we also know that they've added, uh, in particular, Isaiah Campbell uh, recently to the 40-man. I really think he's going to pitch some big innings for the Mariners in 2023. He's certainly got that type of stuff. And honestly, it, it's kind of similar to, to Swanson, where it's you know fastball at the top of the zone, splitter uh, down, split change down. Uh, but Campbell might have better breaking stuff uh, than, than Swanson, but Swanson throws more strikes. I mean, Swanson doesn't walk guys. So I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I, I don't know if they need to go out and get like a high leverage type because I think what they're going to plan on is, is kind of, you know, basically replacing Swanson with two middle guys. I think is what I think high leverage wise, they like brash. They like Munoz. I think they still believe in uh, Seawald. Uh, so I think if they go out and they, and they get like, a, you know, just, I don't know, Michael Fulmer, Seth Lugo types, uh, they go out and they get a couple of those type of guys. I, I, I think they, they like where they're at. And, you know, we also need to, you know, keep in mind that uh, the Mariners also have potential bullpen fixes, uh, you know, in, in their organization who maybe we're not thinking about right now. Penn Murphy kind of was an afterthought and, and he ended up being huge. So uh, I, I the one thing I, I think we can probably assume is that Jerry's not going to go give three years $10 million to any relief pitcher he's gonna he's gonna look for for value he's gonna look for guys that he thinks his his staff can fix 
Um, and, you know, just based on his track record, I think we should all feel pretty comfortable about Jerry's ability to, mm-hmm. to patch the bullpen. And uh, if he doesn't get it done by, you know, April 1st or whenever opening day is, he'll definitely have it done by June 1st. Like, I, I'm not concerned about Jerry finding a, a Swanson replacement. I, I have total trust that they'll they'll do a good job. And, and maybe it's a name we recognize. Maybe it's, you know, a minor leaguer we're not thinking about. Or, or maybe it's, it's, you know, a surprise trade where they go out and they get a, I don't know, like David Bednar or whoever, right? Pick a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, so, does yeah. this... Does trading Swanson stop them from or give you pause to the potential of trading anyone else out of the bullpen? Not really. Um, if I can get something for Penn Murphy or Diego Castillo or Paul Seawald that, you know, is is an impact bat or, or you know, a mid-rotation starter or whatever, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or maybe just a couple of bullpen arms. I mean, maybe it's Paul Seawald for two middle relief uh, type of arms like, no, I I don't. I I think again, the, if there's one thing we can trust Jerry Depoto on, and there's more than one, but if there's one thing we can absolutely trust Depoto and Hollander on, it's finding quality bullpen arms. Uh, they'll find them. I, I'm not worried. And again, maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe you know we go into this year and and you know Castillo's bad and and you know whoever Murphy turns into Stecken Rider or whatever. Right? It happened this year. The bullpen wasn't very good at the beginning of the year, and towards and at the end it was arguably the best in baseball so uh, i'm not worried about it at all so if jerry feels like or jerry and justin feel like they need to go out and and trade one of those guys to help the ball club elsewhere fine i don't i don't care i believe they'll they'll fix it 100 percent. so we didn't have a show yesterday uh but we so we haven't covered the julio rookie of the year news we haven't talked about scott service getting robbed blind of manager of the year let alone second place as well uh, in manager of the year voting that's really the thing that gets me about that like i i you know you and i both expected him to to not get it because you know whatever but uh (laughs) him not getting even second place in that is uh something so we'll talk about that uh we'll also talk more about the uh, the guys that they added to the uh, 40 man on tomorrow's show uh but that's going to do it for today's show thank you so much for joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast for colby patnode i'm tidy gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen for your next listen check out the lockdown sports today podcast featuring the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day it's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.